You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. Anna T. Gray is back with me in the studio. We've got a few minutes. The kids are all napping all, all the at the same time, time. And, which never happens. <laughs> Cole's always on. And a I don't know schedule. how you talk me into doing a podcast instead of napping myself, <laughs> but here I am. <laughs> you got to do some work, woman. I am drinking some black bean coffee, though. <laughs> there you go, blackbean dot coffee, blackbean dot coffee. Try the. Uh, my favorite is the the uh, Costa Rican sunrise. It is the most popular. I like the dark roast, so I like the Peruvian. See, I think but Peruvian, I'm not against the Costa Rican. I think the flavor, the Costa Rican, I think has a more complex flavor, taste oh profile. Oh my gosh. Terry, when I met you, <laughs> you drank instant coffee. Okay? No, not instant, MJB coffee. <laughs> okay, same. And I bought it because I wanted the tin can to put nails in in the garage and stuff. Right. You really didn't drink any coffee. I have evolved. <laughs> and I had, remember, I wore Wrangler jeans. I do. And $17 Wranglers that I, I bought remember. at Walmart. And Daddy you never work or they were so uncomfortable. <laughs> he told me. Oh, I, I bought these for $17. It's a great deal. Yeah, she's yeah. all coffeeed up. Now I'm going to talk trash. <laughs> you made me throw them out because if I'm going to date you, uh, a fashion designer. I can't be walking around in Wrangler. She you said. know what? If this is going to be that kind of a show, I have my list. <laughs> you too. started. I did not. <laughs> you did too. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Black, Black Bean, Bean Dog Coffee. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's also brought to you by, uh, brought to you by, brought to us by Silver Bullet Anti Age. <laughs> Susie Bell. You didn't have your coffee. No, I didn't. I should have some. Uh, Susie Bell. Actually, we are patients of Susie's, to be fair. Yes, we are. And that's why we can raise four toddlers. Right. right. <laughs> no, but honestly, the, the, the anti-aging thing, you know, we think of it as, okay, for, for guys, it's, it's testosterone, right? Well, and it used to be seen as, oh, if you want to get big and strong, you need testosterone. Yeah. And it's like, no, you, you need it to stay healthy. Well, and I think what it is, is most people didn't understand that testosterone is something you have in your body anyway. And right. that as you age, for some guys, for a lot of guys, uh, that your natural production of testosterone reduces. And when you do that, you're, you know, you have, you're susceptible to some more health risks yeah. and actually depression and, and not only that, but just, you know, some other issues as well. Right. Sure. But when you supplement that and bring it up to normal levels, so it's different than, you know, when I used to power lift and steroids were not illegal. You're way past your normal level. Oh my God. I mean, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's, it's like you're way beyond the yeah. normal level. This is uh, hormone replacement therapy is bringing your deficiency up to a normal level. And on, and on that note, um, two, three years ago now, um, I went to check my levels because I, you know, I was having and, some health concerns. Yeah. And this is something that we don't talk about, but women also produce testosterone. And yes. uh, the normal level was 20 mm -hmm. and I was at 0.3. Yeah. So basically I had zero testosterone, which was causing so many problems. Like you watching novellas endlessly? <laughs> and crying. And crying. <laughs> No. Oh, that was a different problem. <laughs> I wish I had the time. I shouldn't have jumped in. <laughs> no, you basically, you feel like you can't even get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. You know, you, and so 
I supplement with testosterone now, but again, it's not turning me into a man no, no, or but anything it's ther- like that. It's therapeutic doses. It's right. just bringing it up to what is a normal, healthy level. Exactly. And that's, the thing. So and that's Susie, why you need an expert. And you what, can I, just what I like about Susie is Susie is really knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, exactly. She She's... And this is the thing that I've found is that there are clinics that I've gone to in the mm-hmm. past that they're just not that knowledgeable. I'm telling them stuff they should know. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, and I feel like especially dealing with athletes because, you know, not that we are at our athlete prime right now, yeah, but I'm, I'm looking around for look for the athlete. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, but, but the, the, the thing is, is that like compared to your average woman, mm-hmm. I carry probably twice the amount of muscle mass that they do. Right. And so everything I take, the dosage is different. Right. Uh, I remember when I went to get my boob job, I I woke up twice in the middle of the surgery because they didn't give me enough, enough anesthetic. anesthetic because your body goes through a lot faster when you have a lot of muscle. Mm-hmm. And the last time the, the doctor was like, I'm sorry, I can't give you any more. Otherwise you're going to sleep for hours after we're done. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and the problem is <laughs> <laughs> so you want to find a, a doctor that you know that is well that's what i like about Susie bell Susie, Susie is an athlete but also she's very very well read on this subject mm-hmm. and she has a greater understanding of not just the testosterone but the other things you should have along with that right and all from a perspective thing. of health and wellness it's not about performance or anything like that anyway silverbulletantiaging.com i believe it is you check it out today i want to talk about we had this epiphanous moment anna and i don't get a lot of time together but uh because of you know a lot of got a lot going on i'm doing a lot of work and you know you're dealing with the kids and that's kind of like and we sort of meet up at the end of the day and we get a few minutes to ourselves but i went with you to therapy the kids go to therapy every twice every week yep i went with you and Normally, we, I we sit in my off. van. Yeah, you sit in your van and just cry, right? <laughs> no, but uh, normally you sit there and I'm at home working. Mm-hmm. And But this time we dropped the kids off and then we've got two hours to kill. So we went a very short trip down the street to an outlet mall that we used to love going to. Yeah, the North Outlet Mall. If you're, if you're familiar with Vegas. Yeah, if you're familiar with Vegas, the North Outlets. Um, very, very nice. It's a place you used to love walking around. You used to love hanging out there. That was a fun thing to do yep. prior to COVID, right? Prior to COVID. And even, I mean, it's been a while since we've been there. We I haven't been remember. there since, I don't, I haven't been there this year. This is the first time oh, this year. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and so anyway, we went there and we walked around and it was just, uh, you know, I didn't want to bum you out, you know, because I thought maybe you were having fun and I think you thought I was having fun, but right. walking around is like, I just could care less. And and what I realized is how much we used to consume mm-hmm. before. Yes. Where we would just buy things sometimes just to feel good mm-hmm. that we didn't even need. Right. And we really got away from that because we couldn't go anywhere. Yep. And then now what it is, is, uh, and it's like our kids, you know, we used to take our kids to the gym and they'd play in the daycare while we'd work out and then we'd visit, right? Yeah. And then we'd take them over to Kangamoo and they'd play in the bouncy house thing there and they do all the stuff they do and like right. that and we would watch them. Yeah. Well, now we do everything with them. Right. You know, we load them up, we take them over to the park. You and I are running hills or running stairs in the park and yep. they're doing their thing. And they're trying to run them too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and crying because they can't keep up. But we do everything with, as a family now, mm-hmm. And, uh, and I noticed that we just don't 
spend the money we used to spend on stuff you don't need you know yeah it, it, it has been i mean eating out is <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> we used to when we belonged to lifetime and we were taking the kids there every day they would come out and i mean i'm good I'm, i always pack snacks with me you know mm -hmm. i mean if you have little kids you know how there are snack machines but you know usually twenty dollars a day easily with three kids and that's not much that's not much you know and they would get like well we had a four. pizza and well, well, I guess we didn't. We didn't we have didn't colon. Have four, we yeah. didn't have colon. We had three. Um, yeah. So three kids, and I would never get a meal for myself. I would get maybe a shake or, or a coffee. That was at least a thousand dollars a month that I we know. spent. I know. At that. When you start adding it up every day, right? Because every time you sit down with three kids, <laughs> you know it's at least fifty bucks. Or oh yeah, easily in that area, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you figure fifty bucks a day, you know, mm -hmm. every day. Every 30 day. days that's fifteen hundred dollars right. in a month right you know and so right there and then buy the a vacation condo for that and then the membership was 380 right a month which we justified because you get free day you get three hours of free daycare three hours of daycare and it's and, the and kind they, of daycare where they play sports they do spanish, spanish they, they yeah gymnastics, gymnastics dance they do art and then they the do, pool which right. we don't have a pool at home so we use their resort style yeah. pool so it was good value it was great value but now we take a step back and it's like two thousand dollars a month what On could that right yeah what could we have done with saving that money right and then really spending on something magnificent so i'm with you like i went to the to the outlets and i i don't i don't know that my spending you know stopped completely but it just it got channeled into more important things i, I feel think, i think what's happened in my case mm -hmm. anyway and mm -hmm. I, and i know your your day is very very different than mine because yours is focused more on kids mm -hmm. um you know i get up and i'm mr clean and organization guy so i'm doing laundry and cleaning the house and doing all that stuff and then i dive into my work day and i do all of that and then you know like i say we meet up at nap time <laughs> <laughs> if we're lucky and you know at the end of the day 39 yeah. o'clock when they yeah. go to bed that's when we get you know 15 minutes to visit before we go to sleep right yeah because we're usually up between four and five in the morning so uh but i notice now that i i don't i don't care to do a lot of the things that i used to do like the things i want to do is i want to go outside and You know, like the kids do. They want to go outside and ride their bicycles. And, yeah. and that's the thing. Like before would be, oh, let's take them down to Kangamoo. You know, that's 30 bucks, you know. Right. And, and or, or let's, oh, let's take them over here. Or, you know, we should go to Disneyland sometime. Right. Or, and especially and in they Vegas. they care less. Right. Like you take them out on their bicycles and they're, they're losing their mind. They're so happy. Right. You know, just running up and down the street. And they just want to be with us. Yeah. And that's the thing that I discovered is how much... Well, A, how much better they do when they're with us than when they're not. Yes. And B, how much they actually want to be with us. Yeah. You know, like I always sort of assumed that they want to go hang out and play with other kids. Well, they, they're their own baseball team. You well, know? and that's, and that's, we went to the park, what, it was two days ago. Yeah. And it was a new park. And, uh, you know, we're out there and then there's this dad with, two kids one was five the other one was maybe two yeah and so the older one was very timid very shy and our kids are not not 
<laughs> they are they are overly social sometimes, but they're like, "Hey, kid, you want to be our friend? You want to play soccer? You want to, you know?" And the kid was kind of trying to hide behind the, the dad's legs, and you were walking the dogs. Right. So the dad looks at me and he goes, "You know, he wasn't like this before." this COVID started. Like he was so outgoing and he loved playing with other kids. And, and now he goes, you know, I'm, I'm with them. The little girl was like two. Is I'm with them all day and they're best friends and like that, but I can only pre do uh, pretend, uh, play pretend so long or something mm -hmm. like that. And he was like very worried about the kid. And I was like, Oh my gosh, we are so blessed that yeah. our kids have each other because it, it literally has not really <laughs> affected them that much no. because they're they're playing all day and they're you know there's so many of them um which is you know causes a different set of problems but um at the end of like maybe 30 minutes the kid was all in and playing with yeah. them and like that but you know i don't we we have always planned on homeschooling mm -hmm. anyway this obviously made it so there is no other option but i feel that whenever this is all said and done um this is going to be this is going to really either make it or break it it's mm -hmm. going to bring the family really truly together and i think statistically we're seeing that you know uh and, and or you, know, <clears throat> you were seeing divorce as well yeah right and that's that's what i was gonna follow up with is exactly that either you know people are coming together or it's completely falling apart and in our case we're very fortunate and, you know we had our rough times though like that's the how we first, started first two weeks was awesome and then it's just like okay everybody's at everybody's throat and what happens is you know our relationship got held up to the light and there were some holes there some things that we had to fix and so i appreciate the way you approach stuff like that you know i approach it things everything's a problem and everything has a solution yeah uh the solution in a relationship is you know somebody's going to have to make some changes yeah either it's going to be a compromise or you got to just usually both right yeah, <laughs> and, and, and that's the whole thing and 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 so if you go into it thinking okay well if you change one thing i got to change one thing you know if you if you want to make it a math equation right you know it's not going to work no okay uh what it is is you have to look at it as okay do i want to have a family yeah do i want to fulfill my responsibility my obligations do i want you know what have i got what's what's there first of all in the relationship is there something there and you know in our case it was you know the issues were Misunderstandings. A lot of misunderstandings. A lot yeah. of misunderstandings because yeah. we weren't communicating a lot, which again is a problem when you have kids and we get that, you know, we get very little time. Yeah. Uh, but when we actually talked about things, yeah. it was a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have picked that right. as what I thought your problem was. Right. Same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so it's like, well, shoot, I can fix that. Right. You know? and, and literally once we actually talked about everything and, and we did it in a way where we didn't try to avoid anything so not to hurt the other person's feelings, but we no. didn't do it in a mean way. It's just like, okay, this is something that makes me uncomfortable or this is something I worry about or, you know, we did it that way instead of saying, you do this all the time and you do this. Right. You know, this is how I feel. Yeah, because that's an attack. And so the response is going to be a defensive response. Yeah. But if you say, okay, this is when you do this, I feel this way. And so I think this. Right. And you go, well, why? Well, this is why. Because, you know, 
It was my life experience. Right. Yeah. You know, when I saw an axe when I was a kid, it meant I had to chop down a tree. You left an axe there. I thought you wanted me to chop down a tree every day. You know right, what I mean? Right. And and so it's like, oh, well, no. When my culture, my family, when we have an axe, that's, uh, you know, oh, come to dinner. You know, it means that instead, right? And <laughs> right. so you're chopping down trees and not eating my food. You don't like my, you know, something silly like that. Yeah. And, uh, and unfortunately... A lot of the times, that's how things start and escalate. But when you frustrate, when you get frustrated, it escalates and becomes personal. Yep. And that's what happened with us. And it was just a lack of opportunity to communicate. But I, I'll say this again, when we actually sat down to talk, it was, okay, here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Why is it occurring? And it wasn't, there was nothing personal. Uh, it, that's not true. There was there was it was it was not approached in a way that uh, it was somebody's fault. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't looking. It wasn't a blame storming session. Yeah. What it was is this is happening and this is how it makes me feel. Yeah. And when we did that, we literally turned everything around in one day. Yeah. Never gone back. Never had a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I'm living the dream right now. Right. You know? And, and an I had to change some things. I had to change some major things. And, and so I could try to change them, you know, right. or I could just change them. Yeah, we, we both did, you know, and I, and I think. I have an analogy on try. Oh, my gosh. Do but, not tell that story. But it's a, such a good story. <laughs> okay. It's your radio. <laughs> I'll, I'll, it's your I'll, podcast. I'll PC it down a little bit. <laughs> okay. Here's the difference between, okay, I'm sitting there and I was talking to this very famous person that I was supposed to photograph their book and they weren't getting ready. And so every time we would set a date, I moved my whole schedule. I'm adjusting flights all over the country, doing all this stuff. And he kept missing the dates and kept moving them. And I was getting frustrated. And so I sat down and I'm talking to his trainer Yep. and said, okay, for, are we going to do the shoot or not? And he said, well, yeah, but he, he's not doing what he's supposed to do. And I said, okay. I says, well, I'm going to bring it up with him, right? Now, understand this guy is a very prominent guy. Mm-hmm. Been on TV, very famous guy. And so we're sitting there talking, and I said, hey, listen, are you following your program? And he says, well, I'm trying. I said, okay. Imagine for a second you're in jail. You're laying in your bunk, reading your Archie comic, you know, on your belly, reading your Archie comic. And all of a sudden the door darkens and there's this man, just this giant of a man there. And he walks into your cell, pulls down his pants, pull down your pants, and he starts to... Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I said, now I'm a guard in the jail. I come walking down the range and I see this going on. I said, do you want me to stop this guy or do you want me to try? <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me, his trainer looked at me like... Oh my God, you didn't just say, because I said it a little differently. Yeah. He's, oh my God, you didn't just say that, you know? And, and he looked at me, he was just dead silence for a minute. And then he broke out laughing. He says, okay, I get it. He's a jailhouse rules. I'll get it done. I'll get it done. And, and he, he did. did. He did. He did get it done. <laughs> and that's the thing. With a marriage, you've got a lot at stake. It's not about trying to fix something. Just fix it. Is it going to be easy? No, it's going to be change. Anything that you have to think about, anything you have to work at, it's going to be change. Yeah. But look at the benefit. And especially with us with kids and businesses, you know, when you get married and you've been together for a while, this becomes this huge entangled web. Mm-hmm. If you've never been through an ugly divorce, mm-hmm. trust me, you'd rather fix the problem yeah. than to have to go through that. Well, and, and that's it. You know, I, I was talking to... I, I can't even remember who I was talking to a while back, but 
um, she was having problems in her marriage and she was telling me about the problems, you know, and obviously I've been married before. And, and I told her, I said, you know, what it is is that the frustration has built up and you're tired, you know, tired of dealing with the same things over and over. But the problems are not that big. So do you want to take a step back, maybe look at, you know, counseling and, mm -hmm. and, and, and fix it? Or do you want to go through the whole thing, getting a divorce, and then within the next five years, meeting somebody else. Starting from scratch. Starting from scratch and ending up in the same place because it doesn't matter who you're going to get married to. You know, the first couple of years are great. And then at some point you were, because you're not the same person, you grew up with different values. Well, for you, the only time the grass has ever been greener is when you met me. <laughs> but that is so rare. There's only one Terry Goodlad. Exactly. You know? You, so girls, work it out. <laughs> work it's it out. It's worth the effort. And, and basically that's what I told her. I mean, unless you're dealing with big things like abuse, you know, yes. uh, addiction. I yeah. mean, th there's a, a lot of things that it's not that easy to just fix. But I'll, but I'll, I'll say this. I think, I think with kids, like before communication was never a problem for us. I think we always communicated well. Once you have kids, you it know. It becomes a lot harder. Right. And everything just sits. Yeah. Because you can't deal with it today. You got to, so sure you're annoyed by something and it's sitting festers for a couple days. Yeah. And then when you want to talk about it, you're not feeling so good about it. It's not just a misunderstanding anymore, right? Yeah. Uh, because, in, so I think having kids gives a, a, a completely different level of complexity to that whole thing. But I think communication, for me, I think communication is probably the most important thing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know. And that has been my biggest struggle to learn to communicate. Um, effectively <laughs> yeah yeah and not let things sit and not trying um to like sugarcoat things you know because that was all my upbringing is just being so diplomatic as you call it and well and we found another another thing and i want to bring this up too is we we kind of were going on a track with our life our business and you know we had our goals yeah. and what we were doing and uh you know going through this whole quarantine and covid and you know our business getting trashed and yeah. you know coming out the other end it's like okay we're broke as church mice and right literally we can start all over again what do you want to do yeah and what i'm finding is the things that were so important before are not and what i've found is that being i love being around you mm -hmm. i love being around my kids and my dogs i just want to go hiking i want to go see things right. i want to you know i want stuff like that and now it's like, I, I don't care. Like at one point in time, I thought, oh, it'd be nice to have a nice big house. And, you know, you could, you know. Right. Material things versus experiences. Right. And, and what I'm looking at now is I'm going, you know what? And I know you would never have done this. I would have done this a year ago. Mm -hmm. I know you never would have. But we've mm -hmm. even talked about motorhomes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the potential of, hey, do we just go on the road and live on the road for a year? Right. You know, our kids are small. This right. is the time to do it, right? Right. And, uh, and we've talked about that just because rather than, again, going to Lifetime, going out to dinner, every time you go out to dinner, if you want to go to dinner to a nice dinner in Vegas, you're 150, 200 bucks in, and Easily. that's without a lot yeah. of drinks. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to go with friends and you pick up a bill or, you know, if we go anywhere, with it's just so much money. 
and we've gotten so good at cooking now yeah because <laughs> we know, had to like i, I my, the food at home you make better food than any restaurant i've ever eaten in and so why would i want to go out somewhere right you know what i mean if i want to go anywhere for a break it's not cooking and it's, i think there's go something else go camping too, or go you know terry like we've been together 12 years and so and we've had kids the past four years uh, yeah not even four it's going to be four in uh january so we got to for eight years i mean look at our lifestyle you know we used to go out to amazing dinners all the time and travel non-stop all over the country even though it was and for work most of it but still most of it for work but i mean regardless you know to get to your traveling and you're seeing places and you're you know and i mean the kind of work that you do like i was modeling you were you know photographing you're gonna say the kind of work that i do isn't really work but no no i'm just saying it's not like you're stuck in an office when you get there right right like you're scouting locations so you're really visiting like when we went to puerto rico you know we went twice in in a month yeah you know it's like you really get to explore because it's part of taking pictures is you need to scout locations so it's not like you fly somewhere and you're stuck in meetings all day that would be different so we were blessed in a way that we got like i told you the other day you know we we have plans to eventually move out of of las vegas maybe and uh you're like okay so if we did what are the things that we would miss and and you mentioned you know i would miss the hotels and the shows and like that and i can say that maybe at some point i will again at this point right now i feel like it's something i've done and it's not something that i even one to do like i am just i'm okay you know with that and i it it kind of like growing up in brazil you start going out to like nightclubs and things like that when you're a teenager okay Mm -hmm. so and it's normal and so when i moved here i was 20 and i couldn't go out anywhere and then i saw everybody turning 21 and just getting trashed and Mm -hmm. and going out and partying all the time and i remember so past it yeah i would look at them and i'm like what like i've already done that like at that time i was focused on school and getting my life going and so i think that you know if you if you have experiences what makes you so if you have those experiences pretty soon it's not such a a big deal anymore right you know and so you want to go the novelty to the, wears off and yeah. you look at other things and i think that's a thing that on that note that's that's really what's happened for me during the quarantine yeah it's just that i've never felt just more at peace and happy and kind of content to you know i still want to train hard and be in good shape i want yep. to be successful in business i want to do all those things yeah but everything is about spending time with you and the family well that's everything what two weeks ago when you got that suite to shoot uh for model body right and it was how big was it 2100 square feet 2100 square feet it was amazing so terry shot all day almost free i know because nobody's coming to vegas now yay um so terry gets a suite for for a night and uh he shot this girl's that you've known since they were since little girls <laughs> since, yeah because you used to shoot their mom but yeah. anyway they're like in their 20s now so they're modeling for us and so he shot them and then at the end of the day elaine came to to babysit the kids and i went over there we we shot some pictures and hang out 
And then the next day we're like, should we bring the kids here? You know? And right. then we're like, what? Are we crazy? No, let's <laughs> we're supposed to just enjoy <laughs> let's this. Let's not do that. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's where we're at. Like, yeah. that's just, it was nice to have that evening together. It was amazing to like, just not have anybody calling us and, you know, to do a photo shoot. I just love when we do that. But then I'm not trying to run from my life. And no, that's, and that's the thing. And I think before that was a lot of it was, you know, go hard, play harder, you know, or go yes. hard, play hard, you know, sort yeah. of like that. Now play hard, you know, we're not big drinkers or partiers, right. but we would do other things. Right. And now it's just like, okay, I like to play or like to work hard, but the play part is kind of, for me is has changed. Well, yeah. And I wouldn't back then I wouldn't call it empty. These right. are awesome experiences, right. but they're not even, they don't hold a candle to the relationship that we've got now. Right. And I never thought I had a bad relationship with you. Right. I thought it was awesome. I didn't think it could be this good. And I think and, a lot of and, people but, are finding themselves that at that place. Some are, <laughs> <laughs> some are and a lot aren't true, you know, but I mean, that's, that's just as good. Well, to, they're starting know. to like tend to a garden or, you know, yeah. like just finding well, that's the thing. Like now I'm thinking, okay, you know, I wouldn't mind a little piece of land and have a garden and, you know, right. that I can go out there and teach my kids about gardening. I wouldn't mind having a motor home where, you know, instead of telling them about camping, I could take them camping and mm -hmm. they could have that experience, you know, mm -hmm. and see different parts More of the glamping. country. And yeah. And, and I, I, I put a message out on my, on my unscripted group the other day to get some feedback on experiences, you know, living in, not living, traveling with a motorhome mm -hmm. and uh, and the one you know just about everybody said you know when you're a kid those are some of the best memories they had right you know or quite a few people did and i got some private messages as well and and that's what i'm thinking you know you don't have to spend the half million dollar motorhome you can get right. one for thirty thousand bucks i i've been talking about this we've been talking about this for the last few years and it, one thing or another you know change our plans but i feel that from now on, we already did that with the kids' birthdays this year, but birthdays and Christmas, especially Christmas, because it's so easy to go overboard, mm -hmm. especially with a bunch of kids, you know. And they just pilfer through and don't enjoy it anyway. One gift. Right. I'd rather... One it, gift. Instead of stuff experiences yes way way bad one and, and gift stuff and that then, shapes your kid's life they're not going to remember the stupid toy they got no but they're going to remember that experience and, they had and you know and you know like now they're little yesterday we we had a stressful week here you know dealing with some stuff and then of course the kids feel because they feel everything we feel so yesterday you had this idea of baking a cake right right and our kids don't eat a lot of sweets so the girls are like, it's somebody's birthday. Should we have party hats? You know, like they're not Kate, getting Kate it. You want to know where the balloons were. Yeah. Where are the balloons? But so we baked this cake and then I got a whole bunch of toppings and each one of them decorated their, their piece of cake, mm -hmm. however they wanted. And they really wanted to know what that was all about. And so I told them, well, it's family day. And they're like family day. I said, yeah, that's the day we celebrate our family and how awesome it is. And I'm like, why can't we have family day once a month? Right. You know, and just once a week, like they got so much out of that experience. It was such a positive, beautiful thing. And I'm going, this is what we're talking about. It was no different 
than having a birthday. And to that's them. the thing. That, what, I didn't know that story about the family day because I was doing some other things. Yes. You know, I didn't hear that conversation, but yeah. that, it was great, you know? And, and that's the thing. The, the difference that I've seen in our kids and in us is that we're doing things like even when we go to the park, we tell them, okay, mom and dad are going to go have a workout. You guys can hang out here and watch, right? Yeah. Well, then they want to have a workout too and like that. But, but we go and now it's like this collaboration. So instead of trying to teach your kid values, by telling them what they did wrong, mm-hmm. we're modeling right. values. Right. You know what I mean? So it makes each of us better, but it's like they're not add-ons. They're, they're part of it all. Yes. And and so the interactions you get, you know, like Katie now, you know, she's the oldest, right? So she just came in and gave you a report that, you know, well, okay, the kids are all, they're having their nap in the living room yeah. right now. So if you come out, you yeah, whisper. If you come out, can you please whisper? Because, yeah. you know, and it's like- Wow. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And everybody, like when I start cleaning the house, everybody wants to clean the house. Yeah. And when I'm cooking something, everybody wants to cook, you know? Right. And, and it's just so cool instead of trying to force them. And that's, that's what I'm thinking, you know, all, all the stuff we blew money on before mm-hmm. that, you know, eating out like it was just it's something that i think everybody does a lot of mm-hmm. i don't so know anybody i know so many people that don't cook right they just eat out but i look at the food that we can make now watch a few videos on youtube yeah <laughs> or watch a few episodes of chef table on yeah netflix get some ideas start cooking make cooking fun make it a family thing even you and i when we cook or if i cook something for you or you cook something for me it just enhances the relationship and it's way better than going to a restaurant the stress of especially with kids but mm-hmm. even not kids going there and herding into a room with a bunch of strangers you don't know and shoveling food into your face and then Absolutely. walk out 200 bucks lighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just seems like such an odd concept when it can be so much better at home. Absolutely. Guys, the best foreplay in the world, cook your wife a meal. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. And I think we'll leave it at that, Anna. I'm just so happy. I'm so blessed to have you as my wife. So blessed to have these kids in the life we've got. And making it simpler, I think making it simpler, we're going to get a whole lot more out of it. That's what I've learned. Hopefully that helps somebody out there. Hope you have an awesome day. Goodladunscripted.com. Thanks, and we'll be back in a couple days with another episode. City got a hold on me.